Hi, this is the podcast where it's just me talking about random stuff and you loving to listen, because you're listening to us in class. Also, welcome to this mini podcast story. Today we're going to be talking about hash, or more specifically, corned beef hash, and how it became so popular, and why September 27th has been dubbed Corned Beef Hash Day. Even though it's not September, I'm going to be making it, so stay tuned. The concept of making corned beef hash has been around since ancient times. Cooks have been caching things like potatoes and meat together because it's such an easy thing to make. Hash recipes have been tracked down to England in the 14th century, and the recipes being called hash or hashy. The term for the dish, hash, was given to dishes that contained leftover meats that were sliced and not chopped. I found out there was an 18th century recipe called excellent hash, and it was made by seasoning a roux, which is made by cooking flour and fat together, with cayenne, herbs, onion, and assorted spices, and simmering sliced beef in it. There are many hash dishes in every country. Just pick a country, and you'll find a hash recipe. Well, most of the time. But anyway, we should look at our own country. America. The USA. The place where a ton of fried food exists. Yeah. Okay, so, in America, hash has been around since colonial times. And if you have any memory of what I talked about a minute ago, I said hash was made in what country? Yeah, that's right, England. And guess who's from England? Yeah, the colonists. As the people in the colonies start to eat out more, in other places besides the tavern, or street vendor, roughly in the 1860s, pop up places that were commonly called hash houses. Basically, the colonial equivalent of your local Denny's or IHOP. I mean, who wouldn't want to go eat food at Denny's? Wait, never mind, Denny's is pretty sketchy. I'd rather go to one of those hash houses instead. I know Denny's is cool and all, but I have to tell you, this podcast is sponsored by Raid Shadow Legends. Wait, 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 actually no, that was cringe. This podcast is not sponsored, but a lot of the info I found was on this blog called The Nibble. This article was extremely helpful to me, and I want to shout them out. Alright, back to the audio podcast thing. After that really cringy show of events, it's time to continue. Where did we leave off again? Ah, here we are. Here's something you might not have known. Contrary to popular belief, corned beef hash didn't actually come from Ireland. Irish immigrants came to New York and learned how to actually corn beef from Jewish immigrants. Corned beef recipes then made their back to Ireland, as well as the hash recipes, and that's why the Irish know how to corn beef. Okay, I know that info is pretty cool and all, but I know what you might be thinking. Well, actually, I don't, but I'm making this up as I go, so go along with it. Zach, where's the part where you tell us why there's a corned beef hash day? I'm actually getting to that part. After and during World War II, there was abundance of cured meats. So the soldiers decided to chop up the potatoes and meat and put them together to make corned beef hash. It became so popular that in the 1950s, the Hormel company made a canned version that was easy for regular people to make it. I was going to make the canned dish in this podcast, but I didn't have any cans in my house. I know, so sad. But I actually had roast beef and potatoes, so here's how I made it. So I actually stutter a lot in this clip. I'm kind of sorry. Uh, if you can't understand me, sorry about that. Uh, here it goes. Hello, here is, uh, Zach recording himself making the corned beef hash because I can. Um, today I'm not, I'm actually just making a hash. I do not have corned beef on me, but I do, I do have, uh, roast beef. So I'll make roast beef hash, even though it's still a hash, so I'm still talking about the same thing. What I'm gonna do right now is I'm gonna roast the potatoes, so I'm gonna go in my sink. Grab my strainer. Get like a handful of potatoes. Let's just get like a few. They're tiny ones, so. 
The tiny potatoes, I guess, are easier to cook. Okay. I'll, personally, I put my, 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 my um, sink into shower mode. So. Okay, they're properly soaked in water. They're all cleaned off. I'm gonna take the phone with me to the cutting board. Where I'm gonna put the cutting board thingy with the other cutting board. Okay, now I'm gonna go grab a knife. Remember, kids, knives are dangerous. <laughs> so I'm gonna cut them. Um, they are like little of uh, ovals. So I'm gonna cut them in half. I'll cut them in quarters. I'll cut them in half. So I'm gonna cut them in. I'm gonna put all of them in half. And what I'm gonna do, so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna cut them, put them all in half. So I already have, to, okay, so I'm gonna butterfly them, I guess. I guess I'll just cut them in half. Ow, my finger. I almost chopped my finger off. That's how, that's how you chop a finger off, guys. <laughs> Sorry, it's probably gonna be cut down, but still. I'm gonna still do it with my normal commentary, because commentary is fun when you chop potatoes. So yeah, I'm gonna get done with chopping potatoes and I'll see you in a minute. All right, so I've cut them all in half. I'm gonna cut them with like ovals there. So I'm gonna cut them sideways. So they're like, they're when they're like already, so they become like little like little squares. So they become quarters. So I'm gonna cut them the short, short side. I'm just gonna get them, pair them together, cut them short side. So we got little dice, little tiny potatoes. Just to kind of dice them a little bit, you know. Just gonna get all of them, and I'll see you in a second. So I finished cutting the potatoes. I'm gonna put them to one side. I'm actually gonna put them in the frying pan. I'm gonna put them in the frying pan. Uh. Yeah. So I got them in the frying pan. I'm not gonna start cooking them yet. I'm just gonna put them in the frying pan. So we got a decent size amount of potatoes and I'm gonna bring them over here and okay so now it's time to chop the beef slice the beef so I have this like thing of roast beef it's kind of cold from the fridge okay that's pretty good so I'm gonna so the way you make corn cash is you you thinly slice the beef so I'm gonna thinly slice this beef oh is that bone no it's not bone it's just really hard roast beef is hard I'm gonna thinly slice it and I'm just gonna cut them into little cubes as well. So make a thin slice and come into cubes. Also, I'm gonna take the fat off, which is also a good thing to do. I haven't corned beef hash like this in a while, or roast beef hash to be exact. So I'm just gonna do all of that, and I'll see you in a minute. So as I'm thinly, thinly slicing all of this meat, I'm trying to keep this like red, like the red, trying to keep the red meat. Like there's like whiter parts, but I'm trying to keep mostly red meat. So I'm gonna do a third thin slice off the the block of meat. And I'll do a fourth, I'll do a fourth, just for good measure. Okay, that's four. So now I'm gonna cut these, slice them off a little bit, slice a little the white meat off. So keep the dark red meat, that, that stuff's better. Uh, it's more for the hash's sake. And then we're gonna, yeah, so I'm just cutting them into little um, slices, right? 
Taking off the white meat. I mean, this is not like the conventional way to do it. I'm just doing it from what I have experiences. And then, experience in, um... So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna turn the cutting board and then I'm gonna probably slice these all into little cubes. I'm just gonna slice them uh, horizontally. Like two times, like two times into thirds personally is what I'm gonna do. So I'm gonna do that again. And again. Okay, next I'm just gonna do that again but with these ones too. Okay, so now they're all little like rectangle slices so I'll put those on the pan too and put all the slices of white meat back in the container because I can just eat that later and now my hands is all messed up so greasy the uh, meat so I'm gonna take the knife away and grab the the cutting board, get the knife, put it all over the pan. All right, so that's in the pan. Wait, there we go. Always like clean up as you go. That's my rule. Because if you clean up as you go, you'll have less cleanup afterwards. So now we have the corned beef and stuff. We're gonna put some spices on it. So, salt and pepper, usually. Just gonna pepper all of them first, and I'll salt them. I'm gonna cook it in olive oil. Oh, there, a little olive oil. We got our olive oil, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna move them on the pan. Put that right down. And then I'm gonna get some oregano. Personally, I like Italian, well, oregano has Italian seasoning, and some, some garlic powder on it. That's what I also like to do. And then, okay, and then what we're gonna do, what's great, is yeah, then what we're gonna do is we're gonna turn on the pan. So, let's go. Wrong one. I'm gonna cook it on medium to high, like 75%. That's how I'd describe it. No, so my pan is gonna start heating up. So I'm gonna move around my my uh my stuff. I'm gonna get a spatula. The spatula can be used just to move around all the all all your stuff in your pan. Um, yeah, there's nothing to say. To be perfectly honest, there's nothing else to say besides I'm gonna cook it with uh you know stuff. I also want to get a salt sticker and actually sprinkle some salt on it because I didn't do that before and I really want to. I'd say only add a little bit of salt because then you're going you're to want to put... And yeah. So, if, okay, now it's salted. You hear that? It's starting to sizzle. That's good. Let's start sizzling. We can start cooking. Personally, I like mine peppered full. Like a ton of pepper. So I like pepper. Pepper's really good to me. And a little bit of salt. A lot of pepper. This pepper's fun. I'm weird. I like to taste pepper. They're not weird, you know? Who knows? Like, you can hear that sizzle. Next to the fire, but it's not good. Okay, now you hear the sizzle sizzle. 
meat's cooking, potatoes be cooking as well. And I like to just keep adding like any spices I want as it goes, personally, so I can get just, oh wow. The spices are just like flying up in the heat, it's great. It smells really good. Get all the all the things that is in a, a, a traditional hash. Roasting potatoes right now. It smells really good. Yeah. So what the kind of the point of making hash is just to taste really good. And I'm just gonna cook the potatoes all the way through. So I'm gonna. I kind of put a little bit too much oil. It'll just burn off. We'll be fine. Yeah, it's really okay. So it's starting to. Oh, I just need to check if it's soft. The potatoes are still super hard. See. So I made crispy potatoes, not soft ones, which is it's kind of sad, but no. Hmm. It's a really good crispy. Ooh. That actually tastes really good. Hot. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah. Potatoes you leave a little bit to be desired, but a little bit of salt, you know. I would say I'm a revolutionary, but I, I'm gonna. I am going to be the idiot I am and put some soy sauce in there. And yes, you might be thinking, "What the heck are you doing, Zach?" And I'm like, I have no idea. I just put a little bit of soy sauce in there, maybe to accentuate the flavor. It's probably going to ruin the entire thing, but... Oh. It has a little bit of a soy sauce touch to the meat. It also kind of stains it a little bit brown, everything brown. So it looks burnt, even though it isn't... Uh. Okay, I'm going to turn it off heat. It seems done. Mmm. They're a good crispy. And the soy sauce helped. The meat's a little bit brown, but that's fine. That's most hashes are brown. I'm just like bringing it around with my. Okay. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna get a bowl. Like a big, a, a big, a big bowl. Actually, with on at the top. Might be dropping things, but that's fine. Uh, not really, but still. So I'm gonna grab this stuff, the hash, and I'm gonna put it into this um, glass bowl. Tempered glass, because tempered glass will hold hot things. Those potatoes taste pretty good. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take a little bite, but I'll put this in the fridge and let that just chill for a little bit. Yeah. So that's, now you got it, uh, me rambling about corned beef hash, but 
yeah, this dish pretty good. I enjoy it a lot. Um, yeah, so I'll bring you back to um, microphone, Zach. Or, and back to you, me. Okay, bye bye Well, that's how you made corned beef hash. Thank you, phone Zach. All right, so you might be wondering, so what? Why is corned beef hash even remotely important? Well, one, it's tasty. If you ever tried it, it's pretty good. And two, it actually aided the troops during World War II and helped them get through that by giving them something good to eat during that horrific time. Corn beef hash is a tasty dish that has been served for hundreds of years, and I hope to share this wonderful dish with you. Even with a single Google search, there's a ton of results. Many restaurants in America serve it, and it's really good. So that was my mini podcast. I hope you enjoyed. Glad to have shown you this wonderful dish. If you want to try making it, you can do the canned version on the original recipe. The original recipe will have make some corned beef and hash it. I, with potatoes and spices. I did that with roast beef. The canned one, you just throw in the frying pan for like 10 minutes and you're done. I mean, easy, right? I hope you try making it. Have a corny day. Oh, God, no. Why did I say that? Okay, I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Uh, bye. Well, that was my podcast. Hope you enjoyed.